0: Welcome back to the podcast, Finding My Fit. I'm Athena, your host, and I hope you're ready for another amazing episode. Finding My Fit is your go-to podcast for health, fitness, self-love, and eating disorder recovery. I'm here to bring you up-to-date, scientifically-researched evidence all about health, fitness, and nutrition, as well as helping you learn to love yourself and spreading positivity. If you're enjoying my podcast, I would love for you to leave me a five-star review over on iTunes, If you're interested in health, fitness, or eating disorder recovery coaching, please head over to my website, finding-my-fit.com. Let's get on into the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we're talking all about the reality of moving out of home, or the things that nobody tells you about when you are moving out of home and this is something that came into my head the other day because I was thinking about like I don't know I was just thinking about the fact that I've been living away from home for two years and I was like what have I actually learned from living on my own away from home well I've been living I mean, technically, I'll I'll get into the story, actually. I'm not going to go into it now. I'll get into the story in a second. But I've been living out of my family home, you know, away from my parents for two, we're coming up to two years now. And I thought it would be a good idea to kind of talk about that. And, you know, just go through like, the realities of moving out what to expect, what nobody tells you. And at the end, I'm also going to give some tips and tricks. I'm actually doing this episode using my brand new podcast planner so if you haven't seen on Instagram or if you didn't listen to the first part of this episode because I am actually going to put a little ad at the start of the episode but I have opened an Etsy store and it's called Finding My Fit Store and basically on there I'm selling all of my kind of planners and journals And one of those planners is a podcast planner. And of course, I'm not going to sell something I don't use myself. So I've been trying and testing out this podcast planner for the past few months. And this episode, I'm actually purely using my episode planner. So the episode planner pages in my podcast planner splits the episode into intro, four different topics, and an outro. So I've planned out this episode using my new podcast planner. If you do want to check that out, then head over to my Etsy store. It's linked in every one of my episodes. So yeah, that is what I'm using today. Let's get into it. I think the realities of moving out of home are very skewed. We look on Instagram, we go on to these interior design accounts and we think, wow, those houses look amazing. I can't wait for my house to look like that. Really, we shouldn't be expecting our new houses to look like that or, or our new flats, wherever we're moving into. It's very unlikely that as soon as you move out, unless you've got a lot of money to spend on interior design, it's unlikely that you're going to have that dream house that you really want. So I think really, try not to look at all these perfect Instagram houses or these influencer slash celebrity houses when you are moving out, because the realities are most of us can't afford that when we've just moved out of home. So I'm just gonna go a little bit into my story. I'm not gonna dive too much into this because I know most of you don't really wanna hear my whole friggin' life story, but I'm just gonna tell you about me moving out of home. So I'm currently 25. I moved out of home when I was 23, just after literally a few days after I finished uni. So I think it was literally a few days after my last exam. In my final year of uni, I moved out of home. So I am from somewhere in the northwest of England, and I moved down to London, which is in like the southeast of England. So I pretty much moved almost as far away as you possibly could. And that really, I mean, I chose to move to London because I just wanted to experience the city life for a bit. I wanted to go to London. I really like London as a city. And I was like, fuck it. There's no better time than now. Let's just go to London. At the time, I was with my now ex and we both agreed. We moved down to London together. We got a flat and it was a one bedroomed flat in Hammersmith so in West London and it was to be honest looking back now it was a very expensive flat and I really wish we hadn't wasted so much money on that I think the flat that we got was 1500 a month and that was minus all of the bills and the council tax so in total we were probably spending about two grand a month on the flat so 1000 each and it doesn't sound like loads but for the size that it was it was very expensive but you know like it was a really nice flat it was really central it was right next to the tube station so you know i kind of regret going for something so expensive but it was kind of convenient at the time on the day i guess i, I honestly I, it's, I can't fully remember exactly kind of the process but i do remember we got the train down there and we kind of we used one of those couriers i think it was dpd and we packed away all of our stuff and we ordered the dpd guy who picked all of our stuff up a couple of days before we moved and then we got the train down to london on the day and i think the dpd delivered our stuff maybe the day after we moved in so we had to kind of pack you know, a day's worth of clothes and food and equipment like cutlery and things because our DPD delivery didn't come till the day after we moved. So, you know, all of our stuff was kind of traveling for that day so all of our stuff we had to kind of wait an extra day for it if that makes sense and that does happen a lot with couriers unless you pay for extra fast shipping you can get like next day deliveries but i think we paid for the standard like three to five day delivery or whatever it was when we got down to london we had to go and pick up our keys and this was from like the um estate agent's office so that was in like the other side of london so as soon as we got to Euston, The train station, we traveled over, grabbed the keys, and then we went to our new flat. I remember we couldn't get into our flat. Like, we literally, the door, for some reason, that door was very, like, you had to open the door in a very specific way. Like, you had to put the key in, lift up the handle, and turn the key at the same time. It was really weird. But obviously, we didn't know that when we first moved. So, it took us so long to get into the flat. We had to literally go and ask the person across from us. To open the door for us and that was a bit embarrassing but anyway once we got in we were fine and honestly that was pretty much the whole process of me moving it wasn't complicated it was pretty easy and i think most of the time you know the moving out part seems like it's gonna be really difficult but it's actually not of course it's different if you're literally moving house because you have to take all of your stuff. Whereas for me, I was moving into a flat and I could leave some of my things at my family home. So it wasn't, there wasn't like as much pressure on me. So now I want to move a little bit into what to expect or what nobody tells you when you are moving out of home. So the first thing is that you're going to need more shit than you think. If you live at home, you probably think, oh, I have like barely any clothes it's going to be so easy for me to move. But then when you actually move out and you live on your own, you realise how much stuff you actually need. Like, for example, things like uh, bleach, washing up sponges, um, washing basket, laundry basket, clothes dryer. What else is there? Just little like stupid little things that you kind of take advantage of or that you don't think about when you live at home. Like when you live at home all you have to worry about is the stuff that is in your room. So your clothing, your jewellery, your bedding, I don't know, all of that kind of stuff. Whereas when you move out you have all of that kind of adulty stuff that you actually need to buy. There's also a lot of random shit that you need to remember like paying your bills and one thing that I remember kind of thinking, oh shit, I keep forgetting about this, is the bins. So obviously when you live at home, it's likely that your mum or dad take the bins out every week. But then when you live on your own, you have to remember, oh, the bins come every Tuesday. And it's something that you just don't even think about when you live at home. And things like, you know, separating the recycling from the normal rubbish, if if your building or your house um does have like a recycling bin. I mentioned the bills obviously you have to remember to pay your bills and your rent if you are renting of course unless if you're buying the house or the flat outright then you're still going to have bills but you're not necessarily going to have that monthly rent but you do have to remember to pay your bills. Sometimes Well, not every company will send you like an invoice for a bill every month. Sometimes you have to remember to pay it yourself and you do have to remember because if you're late paying it, then you're gonna be charged interest or you're gonna get a very angry letter saying, why have you not paid your bills? And also something that I didn't expect and a lot of people have said this to me is that they didn't expect the amount of bills that they actually have. You don't think about all of the stuff that you have to pay for, when you live at home because you're not paying the bills you have the water electricity gas if your house or flat uses that you have the tv license council tax what else is there wi-fi there's like so many bills that they just add up and add up and add up so you end up paying a lot more than you think you're going to In this case, you then learn to save and be a little bit stingy with your money because you know that you have a lot of money going out at the end of the month to pay the bills. Another thing that I've noticed since I moved out is that time seems to be moving very quickly. Time just disappears, okay? And I don't know whether that's because I'm getting older or whether that's because I'm busier. I don't know. But time seems to disappear when you don't live at home. And I think that's partly because you spend all of your time or half of your time you know you go to work and then when you get home you're doing the chores you're doing the housework you're paying the bills you're faffing around with random adult shit and that's something that you don't do as much when you live at home you know you can get home from work when you live with your parents and literally just chill the fuck out whereas when you live on your own you have a lot more things to sort out and that makes the time go so quickly it might just be me i don't know but time is disappearing okay Another thing that nobody really tells you when you move out, but I feel like this one might be a little bit obvious, is having people around is really comforting. And I guess this is only relevant if you're moving out on your own. Obviously, I moved in with my ex, so obviously we were together all the time. But if you're moving out on your own, you might start to feel a little bit lonely and you might start to realise that having people around you like your parents when you lived at home Is actually really really nice Um, and in this case if you do start to feel lonely just make sure that you stay connected with people whether that's via social media, ringing people, going round to your parents house every so often just so you can see them, just make sure you stay in contact with people so you don't end up isolating yourself which is very easy to do when you live on your own. If you go to a new city expect to get lost Expect to not have a clue where anything is, but at the same time, treat this as like a like a challenge or something fun and something new and exciting. You're going to a brand new place, you're going to meet new people, you're going to go to cafes, pubs, shops that you've never been to and it's exciting, but do expect to get lost and do expect to have to pull out the Google Maps every so often. Another thing that you should definitely, definitely, definitely expect is to lower your expectations. So when you look at a house or a flat online, those pictures are doing that flat or house justice. They are making it look 10 out of 10 because they've got good lighting, they've got good photography, it's all tidy and clean and bright. And then when you actually go to see the place in person, it probably will look a bit different. Um, It might be a bit messy, it might be darker or smaller than you think, but I expect that. When you look at things online, they are made out to be the most amazing. They look the best they ever can be. Uh, But that's not to say that if you do go and it doesn't meet your expectations, that it's not the right place for you. It might just be that you had too high expectations based on the pictures online. The pics always make it look way nicer, basically. And the final thing that you should expect is that if you live... And this is only... This final point is only relevant if you're moving in with somebody, but expect the people you move in with to be annoying at some point. Expect them to annoy you, expect them to grind your gears because that is what happens when you move in with people. You're used to living with your parents, which you might have enjoyed or you might not, and you think, oh, it's going to be amazing. I'm living with my boyfriend or my partner or my best friend, but expect to get annoyed at them sometimes because living with somebody is very different from seeing them every so often so you start to pick up the little things that they do and the little annoyances and you know it can cause tension so just expect to maybe have little tiffs and tantrums here and there with the people that you live with of course if it is causing that much of an issue You might want to like reconsider who you live with or you might want to find different arrangements. But ideally, go into expecting it not to be, you know, all fairies and rainbows. So the final little segment that I wanted to talk about was some tips. So I'm going to give you some tips on how you can successfully move out of home. And the first tip is budget. So before you move out, figure out your daily expenses. And by this, I mean... Um, you know the bills the rents, anything that you need to buy in terms of furniture or like house equipment make sure that you know how much you're going to spend as well food that's another big one food can get very expensive uh, depending on where you shop of course Um, but make sure you put that into your daily budget or your weekly budget maybe even make like an excel spreadsheet get a powerpoint write it on your notes just know how much money you have coming in versus going out because this is going to be very important of course when you live on your own make sure you ask questions when you go and view the place ask about the neighbors ask what the bills are like the energy rating of the place ask about the local area and just get a vibe for the place and the people that are going to be around the flat or the house that you're looking at Of course, be aware that if it's an estate agent or if it's the owner of the house, they have a bias. They have a vested interest. They want to convince you to buy this place or rent this place. So, you know, take what they say with a grain of salt. They might make it out to be the most perfect place ever, but every place does have its flaws. So just be aware of that. The next tip is, this kind of goes back to if you're living with your friends, choose wisely you know, choose the people you live with wisely. You're going to be with these people 24-7. They're going to be the faces you see when you walk in from a hard day of work. So, make sure it's people that you get along with, that you actually want to spend time with. Um, Yeah, choose wisely. Next tip, plan out where your furniture is going to go or where your clothes are going to go before you choose to move in or buy somewhere. And, With this, I'm more thinking about make sure it's big enough for you and the things you have and the space that you need. If, especially if you work from home, say, and you need a space for an office, make sure that the place you're moving into has that space because the worst thing is moving into somewhere and then realising that you are very cramped and you can't work properly in that space. The next key tip is declutter your clothes before you move. And this is going to make it easier, A, to actually move the things into your new place and B, to unpack when you get to your new place. A lot of the time as well, if we're moving out of a parent's house, we are downsizing. So we're going from a parent's house to either a flat or a smaller house. So we're going to have less space. So it really does bode well to declutter before you move out. The next thing kind of ties in with that in terms of making the actual move itself a lot easier and that is to save buying the essentials for when you've actually moved. So by essentials I mean things like washing baskets, laundry baskets, clothes dryers, bleach, sponges, cloths, plates, cutlery, all of the stuff that are essential but that are going to take up a lot of room in your suitcase or your boxes when you're packing. So save buying them until you've actually moved. Maybe do like a big shopping spree the first few days when you move in just to get all of that stuff. And saying on the theme of packing, make sure you pack nicely and safely. Be efficient with the space that you use because the more boxes and suitcases that you need, the more that the courier is going to charge. So try and pack everything nice and compact, but also make sure it's very safe and secure because unless you get a lot of insurance on the stuff you're sending, it can get broken and you might not be able to get the money back for that. Okay, the final few tips. If you have, um, wait, not if you have a bed, I'm assuming most of you will have a bed in your new place, but set up the bed as soon as you get there. So if you have like I guess take like a duvet cover and pillowcases in your suitcase for the day that you arrive and set up your bed, make your bed really nice as soon as you get there because, because chances are you're going to be fucking knackered at 10pm and you're not going to want to make the bed at that time. So as soon as you get there, put the duvet cover on, get the pillowcases on so that when you do want to go and crash in bed, it's ready for you. Make sure that you look around the local area for the nearby shops, gyms, parks, hairdressers, all of that kind of thing, just so you know where things are. And this is kind of something to consider before you actually move out, like make sure that you the place that you choose is actually near to the things you want to be near to you know if you love going to the gym and you want to go every single day it might be beneficial to find somewhere that's actually close to the local gym so just consider that before you even move in but then once you've moved in make sure that you have a walk around and get to know the area if you have a pet oh, you want to get a pet when you move into this new place, make sure that you ask about it. Ask the landlord, ask the estate agent. A lot of places, especially if you rent, will not let you have a pet. They don't like pets. So if you do want a pet or you already have one, try and find somewhere that's actually gonna accept that or try and you know barter with the estate agent to let you have one. It might be like sometimes they say outright, no, you can't have a pet. And sometimes they say, you can have a pet, but you need to pay a little bit more rent. And some just say, yeah, you can have a pet, I don't mind. So it really depends on the landlord or the estate agent's rules. So those are all of my tips and tricks. That was my story, my what to expect when you move out of home, and what they don't tell you when you move out of home. If you're interested in my podcast planner that I mentioned at the start of the episode, head over to my Etsy shop, Finding My Fit Store, and you can find all of my journals, my self care journals, reflection journals, podcast planners, all of that good stuff is over there. My Instagram is Finding My Fit Podcast. If you have any feedback, if you want to collab with me, or you have any suggestions for future episodes, or if you have any suggestions for future episodes, just drop me a DM or drop me an email. If you're a podcaster and you want to promo your new episodes, you want some support, some advice, or you want to arrange collaborations, I have a podcasting group on Facebook which is called Podcast Promo Support and Collabs. If you drop a request over on there, I will accept you and you can become part of the group. Additionally, if you want to join my email list, then head over to my website. It's linked in my show notes and you can sign up over there. With that being said, thank you for listening and I'll see you guys in the next one.